Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. I want to talk to you about this whole idea about don't become weary. You know, as I was thinking about tonight, I thought about that very famous passage of Scripture in Galatians chapter 6. And uh, I do believe that God highlighted it tonight because I do believe that God wants to encourage people. You know, you come to the end of the year, sometimes you get to the near the end of the year and you think about the things that you should have done, hope you would have done, and some of the things that you were hoping will kind of line up and they didn't. And sometimes just in the scheme of life, we can become weary. And the Bible speaks about weariness. It's actually Bible is speaking in Galatians. The Apostle Paul is speaking to the church who had every reason to be weary. I mean, they were persecuted. People were coming after them. They had every reason to actually just give up. And yet the Apostle speaks about don't become weary because at due time you shall receive a harvest. And I love what it says in Galatians 6 verse 9 to 10. It said, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Isn't that a great passage of Scripture? As I began to read this, I began to think, well, what actually creates weariness? One of the things that actually make us weary in our soul, I think there are a few things. I think one of the big ones, and I wrote this down, is not being fully aware of the weight of your burdens. Not being fully aware of the weight of your burdens. I was reading this uh, in the Australian the other day. And, you know, as you know, as fuel prices go up and things become more expensive, airlines are always looking at ways to actually cut costs and reduce weight on planes. That's why they freak out when you, you know, have 20 kilos in the overhead compartment of the plane. I'm amazed at what people actually put in the overhead compartment of the plane. But I was reading this the other day and they said this thing, they said pulling 60 pages, pulling 60 pages out of its in-flight magazine stands to deliver Virgin Australia a fuel bill saving thousands of dollars a year. Taking 60 pages out of the in-flight magazine that none of us ever read anyway. I mean, the in-flight magazine is fantastic when you want to get rid of your chewy. Not that I've ever done that, but I've seen many in-flight magazine that have been chewy holders. Pulling 60 pages out, stand to deliver them thousands of dollars. In the latest example of lengths airlines go to reduce aircraft weight and lower fuel cost, Virgin Australia has cut its magazine from 190 to 130 pages or 100 grams. An 18 kilo reduction on domestic flights, a 34 kilo reduction on international services, and with the aircraft operating 3,000 domestic flights per week and 430 international services, the move adds up to 3,380 fewer tonnes per year. Just because you take out 60 pages of the in-flight magazine in Virgin Australia, 
just a small change over many times adds up being a big load. Think about the little things, not the big things, but think about the little things that actually cause weariness in your lives. The weariness of worry. The weariness of unmet expectations. The weariness of, the weariness of unfulfilled goals. The weariness of unplanned stress point. Who's had an unplanned stress point this year? Give me a wave. Five people. Man, you must have had a great year this year. The weariness of unplanned stress points. The weariness of never-ending problems. When is this thing going to resolve itself? When is this thing going to sort itself out? Not one thing. You see, this is the issue. If it's one day, you can handle it. If it's one issue, you can cope with it. If it's one problem that you can have it done and dusted by the end of the, before the sun sets and the next day you start up again, then you can actually handle it. But the ongoing issue is when it adds up. It's the ongoing worry. It's the ongoing stress. It's the ongoing niggling thing, am I really doing everything to fulfill the purpose of God in my life? It's the ongoing problem that just never seems to resolve itself. The moment you sort it out, something else comes up. The moment you sort it out, something else comes up. That little ongoing niggling feeling, am I ever really going to fulfill my dreams and the, the plans that God has given me? That little niggling feeling, am I ever going to really find my life partner? All the things that you and I bother about and stress about throughout our lives. You take them in isolation, you can handle them. But just like the pages of the airline magazine, it adds up over a period of time. But Galatians gives us an answer to the weariness of our lives. Because the Bible says, for at a proper time, we will reap a harvest. And the issue is, don't give up during your weariness at the proper time. The King James says, in due season. It means in a measure of time. In other words, the season of weariness has a beginning and has an end. The enemy often comes to us and says, this thing is going to last forever. You can't get out of this problem. You can't get out of this issue. You can't get out of this habit. You can't get out of this depression. But the Bible says this, in the measure of time, from beginning to end, those things come to an end. It's seasonal. There is an end. And I want to encourage you tonight, you've got to believe that God has got an appointed time for your breakthrough. God has got an appointed time for your deliverance. God has got an appointed time to drag you out of that for you to see the blessing and the glory and the favor of God upon your life. There is a harvest. There is a moment in time where it all changes. And this is the big one. God waits for you to get it. He waits for you to grab hold of it in faith. I was reading this scripture the other day in Gideon and something just punched out at me that I'd never seen before. You know who's read of the whole story of Gideon? As I'm reading this and the preacher that was actually, Shane Baxter was preaching it at our state conference. And just a little phrase out of this whole scripture jumped out. You see, we often talk about waiting on God. And I preached about that this morning. About coming to a place that you just linger in His presence. That you just wait for Him to come and, 
and bring blessing and favour into your life. But just as you wait for God, God also waits for you as well. God waits for you as well. I want to quickly read this and then we're going to pray in Judges chapter 6, verse 11 to 23. We know the story of Gideon. God pulls him out of obscurity. Gideon doesn't think that he's got it, but God is going to raise him up as a deliverer to take on the enemies of Israel. And the Bible says this in Judges chapter 6, verse 11, as the angel of the Lord comes to Gideon, he says, The angel of the Lord came down and sat under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abzuronite. I think I said that right. Where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? See, Gideon misinterpreted what the angel was saying. Angel didn't say the Lord is with us. The angel said the Lord is with you. Not with us, but with you. He's making it personal. Gideon gets it wrong. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all these wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and he said, go in the strength you have. Go in the strength you have. No matter how weak, no matter how, no matter how frail you, have, you are, let me say this, you have always got strength to keep pushing through. Go with the strength you have. Don't you allow the enemy to tell you that you've got no strength. Don't you allow the enemy to tell you that you've got nothing on the inside. You have got more strength than what you realize. You've got more capacity than what you realize. Gideon thinks he's so small. And God says to him, go with the strength that you have. And save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Isn't it amazing? Gideon thinks he's got nothing, but he's got enough strength to save an entire nation. Oh my goodness. So when you think you got nothing, you got more than what you actually realize. Right? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least of my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. And Gideon replied, if now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it's really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offerings, set it before you. Listen to this. And the Lord said, I will wait. Oh, I will wait until you return. He didn't say, Gideon, you pathetic. You don't have enough faith. You're useless. He goes, if that's what you need to have confidence, I'll wait. I'll wait until you return. Gideon went inside, prepared a young goat, and from the ether of flour he made bread without yeast. And putting the meat in a basket and its broth in a pot, he brought them out and he offered them to him under the yoke. And the angel of God said to him, take the meat and the unleavened bread, place them on this rock and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat, the unleavened bread, with the tip of the staff that was in his hand. And fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread. The angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon had realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he exclaimed, Alas, sovereign Lord, I've seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace, do not be afraid, for you are not going to die. He waited for Gideon. He was ready to do it. He was ready to send him off. But Gideon wasn't ready. 
Gideon needed a confirmation. I've heard some preachers say, you know what, that was just a lack of faith and Gideon should have asked for that confirmation. There are seasons in life that we want confirmations. Praise God for the gracious hand of the Holy Spirit. He was not bound by our insecurities and our lack of faith. The Bible says the Lord waited. You go ahead and do whatever you need to do, Gideon. I'll be here waiting with my plan and my purpose for your life. He needed some proof. He needed some confirmation. He needed to get himself into the right place for what God was going to do. And God waited for him. The gracious hand of God doesn't pull the pin because you don't have enough faith or cut your dream short because you didn't step out enough. He waits for Gideon to get it. And once Gideon gets it, God says, all right, let's do this together. I do want to pray for people that feel that they've missed it. Oh, I missed it. Didn't have enough faith. Should have gone harder. Hindsight is an amazing thing. We all look back at hindsight going, I wish I could have made that decision better. I wish I could have made that decision better. I wish I could have done that. And sometimes, sometimes, God just says to us, I'm here waiting until you are ready to get over yourself and ready to do the thing that I've called you to do. I was preaching in the church a couple of weeks ago, and that church went through a difficult season. Church went through a difficult time. And, you know, there was a lot of regret in the the history of that church, a lot of pain that was associated with that particular church. And they'd come out of that season and now God was blessing them and, you know, things were happening, but people were still referring back to the past. People were still referring back to, you know, we can't move on in faith because we still get worried about this. And even some board members and some significant people in the church, and I feel God gave me a word for that church. And as I got up, I said, you know, some of you guys are still living in the valley of disappointment. I de declare today in faith that the valley of disappointment is over once and for all. It is time for you to actually move on. And I say this for all of us. Many times we go through discouragement and we go through sad seasons and we go through the weariness, the burden of, did I get it? I missed it. And I should have gone harder. And why didn't I think about that before? And sometimes you just have to draw a line in the sand and say, that's it. The year of regret is over. The year of disappointment is over. The year of grieving for what I lost is over. It's gone. I'm not living in the valley of disappointment. I think sometimes when we live there too long, God is just waiting on the other side in the mountaintop going, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And when you finally get out of it, his plan is still there. His purpose is still there. The strength of the anointing is still there. You haven't lost it. He's going to make you sharper. He's going to empower you more. He's going to put his hand upon you more than what you've ever, ever experienced before. And while you go off and do your thing, he waits for you and I, ready to empower us for the life ahead. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.